Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Tanya Holcomb, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story, reclaim your power, and answer your soul's call for greatness. With conversations on self-love, true nourishment, and natural healing, featuring transformative stories of divine intervention, unshakable faith, and living life untethered, you'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. On this journey, we have so many incredible opportunities to truly know who we are, to be the experts of our body, of our mind, and our soul and to help empower our children to also be their best advocate, their best expert. I wanna share with you today several ways that I have deepened my trust with myself by learning more about why I am the way I am. So yes, today is going to be all about me. However, my intention is that you will be inspired to take this and apply this to your life and dig a little deeper to learn more about you. So we're gonna start out with the physical plane and then we're gonna go more into the emotional and then into the spiritual plane. So as part of my course, uh, Fiercely Empowered Mama, we spend a lot of time understanding the physical plane and for good reason, because the more that we know about our bodies, the more we know how to heal them. So this is just gonna be a taste of that. All right, so to start us out, let's talk about blood type. Each of us are, without a doubt, a very unique person with our own unique needs. And one of the hallmarks of real healing is the recognition of the biochemical uniqueness of each individual and the need to tailor eating and healing protocols to match the individual. Research indicates that your blood type is a key genetic factor that influences many areas of health and well-being. And so there are four basic blood types, type O, A, B, and AB. Knowing your blood type is an important tool for understanding how your body reacts to food, your susceptibility to disease, natural reaction to stress, and so much more. This helps us know what foods make you cranky, what foods give you energy, What activity is best for you? Should you do yoga or soccer? Knowing your blood type is going to help be that blueprint to understanding and making those just subtle adjustments to the way you live your life to feel your absolute best. Okay, so Dr. D. Adamo is a naturopathic doctor who discovered that foods react chemically with your blood type. Understanding your blood type gives you that powerful roadmap to support your overall vitality and healing. All right, so I'm a type B. And so here's just a few things that this helps guide me. 
So I know being a type B, I have a beautiful immune system and a very tolerant digestive system. And I have already resistance to many severe chronic degenerative illnesses, or at least I have the potential, uh, other than, um, I have the potential, how do I want to say this, to better survive uh, some of these things than other blood types, right? Talk about a confidence boost there. But I really need to work to avoid chicken, corn, wheat, tomatoes, and peanuts. So one of the things that when I learned this, I was uh, you know, a frequent chicken eater, like most people who just eat a lot of chicken. And when I learned this, I started to pay attention. And I was like, oh my gosh, every time I eat chicken uh, in a like excess, I feel super irritable. And so this just helped me create an awareness and it helped me put my relationship with chicken in a much more healthy balance. And I also learned that lamb makes bees feel brilliant. And that's absolutely true to me. And so lamb is part of our menu more frequently than chicken, okay? So these are just those fine tuning. And so something that I've done uh, more recently post my last cleanse, which was, I believe, in April of this year, I decided to really fine tune this further and work um, to avoid more of these foods that are problematic for me as a blood type B. And one of those was corn. So even though when I was eating corn, I would make sure that it was organic, non-GMO, I also was quite aware that corn was not serving me and even just allowing me to muscle test it, it was very obvious that corn doesn't serve me. And so again, it's just taking that information and saying, if this doesn't serve me, if it's actually creating inflammation in my body and it's actually creating um, destruction, even subtly, why do I wanna play with this? It's not worth it. I work so hard for uh, to feel uh, and be tapped into that optimal health. This is something so simple that I could take away. Now, also, I don't. I'm not someone to be like, I'm going to take this away forever and ever and ever. Amen. It's more of like, how can I have this imbalance? So, you know, let's say three months from now, I feel an alignment to have uh, some chips and salsa. Like, that's going to be okay. I will bless that. I will enjoy that. But I'm not going to allow this to be part of my everyday life because I can tell how much more better I feel right now than I did pre-April, okay? And these are just these subtle adjustments. Oftentimes, people don't even realize how good they get to feel. And so as we tap into this feel-good vibe, this feel-good energy, we have a tendency to want more of that, right? And so we just keep adjusting, keep making those simple adjustments because we love this feeling so much. And so the other thing with type Bs is they do best with moderate physical exercise, which requires some mental balance. So hiking is beautiful, cycling, tennis, swimming. Now, I don't really care for biking and I don't, I've never really played tennis and swimming I do enjoy, uh, but it's not you know, readily available to me on the day to day. So what I have found is that for me, 
What I really love doing is when I do my workouts, which are in balance, so there will be, you know, lifting, stretching, um, you know, <clears throat> maybe some hit components to it, uh, you know, maybe some yoga to it. It's all in that balance energy because bees are really about balance. I will then take it to the next level for my bee brain and track things. This has seemed to be the sweet spot for me. And it's so gratifying and satisfying for me to be able to use my brain and be able to use my body in the same way. So even for a bee, something so simple is counting their own reps. It just feels gratifying because at the same time of using our body, we are activating that brain. Okay, so those are just really, really subtle shifts to make of knowing your blood type. Now, every blood type and every story is different. So as you first find out your blood type, if you don't know it, you can just get a simple blood type test kit on Amazon. And after you know what your blood type is, it just opens this whole pathway in exploring who you are. And again, this isn't black or white. This isn't like, oh my gosh, this says I should never have chicken, so I'm never ever going to eat chicken. Please don't do that because that's discrediting your own internal wisdom. We don't ever want any program or any suggestion or any health fad to override our internal wisdom. It's more so to have an offering and say, hey, these are some possibilities for you. What resonates as true? And oftentimes, in order to find that truth, we have to apply it to see how we how we feel. The same, uh, to give that example, right, is the chicken for me. It's like I would have never took that pause without that information to really examine how chicken made me feel. I'm not so sure I could have and would have figured that out on my own because it you just think, well, chicken's a healthy food. I'm getting it from a great source. Um, you know, it's just one of those main <laughs> main staples that tend to be part of the, the American menu, right? But then having that information and having that awareness allowed me to offer my body just that little subtle change that made an enormous difference in the way that I felt. Okay, so that's your blood type. And of course, this is also so incredibly helpful to know this about our children. So if we are raising, let's say that we... Um, are living a vegan lifestyle, for instance, but our whole family is a blood type O, this isn't going to work out so well. This is going to cause a lot of potential health issues if we are living a lifestyle that does not fit our uniqueness. Okay, so all this information just helps you make those fine-tuning adjustments and helps you feel your best. All right, number two, iridology. This is a femme favorite, so a fiercely empowered mama student favorite class. I would say the blood type is too because it's just astonishing how much we can know about ourselves by simply looking in our eyes. So the study of the iris <clears throat> is to determine the tissue weakness and the body's predisposition to any weakness. The iris is the most complex external structure of the human anatomy. It has a reflex connection to every organ and tissue of the body by way of the nervous system. 
Through the optic nerves, which are attached to the eye, visual information is sent to the brain about the state of organs and tissues in the body. There are no two irises alike. Each iris is as individual as a fingerprint. And the color and the fat pattern of the iris fibers will display underlying inherent weaknesses, which may or may not be activated according to the way you eat, drink, feel, live, and love. So what is that? What is the way you eat, drink, feel, live, and love? This is the study of epigenetics, right? We know now that our genes is such a small percentage of our health. So much bigger than that are the way that we eat, drink, feel, live, and love, okay? The right iris records the right side of the body. The left iris records the left side of the body. And the iris in general is the long-term recorder. So your right eye is recording the right side of the body, the left eye, the left side of the body, and we recognize that our irises are the long-term recorder. That means they start recording information the minute that you are in utero. Okay, so this information is being stored and you can access this information just by looking at the iris. It tells us everything we need to know. Now, having said that, as we make health changes, the iris is going to be slower to show those changes, but they will change. So as we remove heavy metals, as we heal our colon, as we correct our liver, we will see these areas of weaknesses turn back to health. So again, your eyes show you what you're capable of manifesting, your weaknesses, and what your innate tendencies are. In other words, your eyes show you your potential. Now, there are only two true colors. There's a true blue and a true brown. And if you do not have blue or brown eyes, you likely have mixed eyes, which is a blue iris with a yellow or brown covering over it. The mixed color belongs to people who have green or hazel eyes in most cases. Now, when I learned my iridology, my, the color of my eye, it was a bit of an identity crisis because if you looked at my driver's license, I say I have green eyes. And most of my life, people would say, what is the color of your eyes? And it would be green or hazel. So I always identified with that. But if your eyes... If you don't have the, the, um, the yellow or brown covering that makes a full circle around your pupil, then that's not a mixed eye. That's a blue eye. And so while, yes, I do have some of that brown and yellow covering, that's not actually an identification of a mixed eye that spoke to the environmental poison that I had in my body from growing up as a farmer's daughter, okay? So I was like, whoa, who am I, right? So blue eyes generally indicate a childhood ear, nose, and throat complaints and various allergies, an overactive lymphatic system, often with swollen glands, upper respiratory weakness, including asthma, bronchitis, and sinusitis, hyperactivity resulting from inflammatory conditions, including arthritis and rheumatism, 
hardening of arteries is common with advancing age. So the tendencies to manifest in weaknesses. So if I, in other words, if I wasn't living the lifestyle that I'm living, I have a high potential to manifest congestion in my lymphatic system, respiratory issues, and be very prone to inflammation. Now, when I think about growing up, this is spot on. You know, I was just the typical, you know, American kid. Um, Yes, there was definitely some nourishment aspect to it, but in general, you know, I, we were, you know, suppressing symptoms, antibiotics, you know, cold meds, um, vaccines, and sugar, you know, and so there was all those components and I absolutely had frequent childhood ear, nose, and throat complaints. I absolutely had frequent swollen glands, uh, had this upper respiratory weakness. I mean, I was in the hospital with pneumonia. I can remember that vividly. So if I did not change my lifestyle, then these things would still be true for me. And that was certainly the case. I mean, I remember in college, I would get sick all the time. And I didn't have tools, you know, I just did what most people do, which is take cold medication and try to get rid of it. I had no idea about the wisdom of my body to self-heal and or the magnitude of tools that I could turn to, to aid in that healing process. Lymphatic people are generally wet, sticky, and gooey with inflammation And so you need to warm them up. Now, this isn't true for me because I live this lifestyle. But again, if I wouldn't, this could be very true. So when you see people who have blue eyes and there's a lot of white in their blue eyes, we think of those eyes and we're like, wow, those are really cool eyes, right? But all that white in those blue eyes is an indicator of inflammation. And it's wet, sticky, and gooey. And so in order to warm up that inflammation, we would use spices such as ginger, capsicum, cumin, uh, turmeric, cinnamon, all of this helps. What I do is, you know, when I am making my green juice or eating raw foods, I will use something to help warm it up. Okay, dry skin brushing is beautiful. I love dry skin brushing and I know how much it loves me because of my blue eyes. A raw food diet can be too cold for lymphatic people. So again, I do eat a lot of raw foods, but I always try to add some warmth to them. So that's as simple as when I eat an apple to use some cinnamon, right? You see simple things that we can do, have that green juice, add some turmeric, add some ginger. All of this is such a lovely offering. I also take cinnamon, it's a a supplement called Cinnamon Balance with all of my meals. So this is again, adding that nice warming spice that also works brilliantly to help me keep my blood sugar in balance. And then, you know, if we had a really chronic state of lymphatic congestion, then we would want to consider to consume steamed or cooked vegetables instead of raw. I also know that it's really important for me to avoid wheat, dairy, and sugar. Now, what's interesting is the wheat, right, matches up with my blood type. That's a top thing that I need to avoid. The dairy, however, uh, for my blood type diet says that it, that it um, needs to be, um, that it's okay, that's a, that's a, that it's a beneficial for me. 
And so what I have found to be true is that I absolutely have to avoid pasteurized dairy, but raw dairy seems to work really well for me and I enjoy that daily. And then to avoid sugar, right? Because we want to avoid any of those inflammatory uh, possibilities. And so, and that's easy enough for me to avoid that sugar, but I may enjoy um, some natural sugars like maple syrup and raw honey. Drink lots of clean water, add a pinch of salt, and to be very cautious about things that create lymphatic congestion, such as wearing an underwire bra. That was, you know, such freedom for me to get rid of all bras that had underwire in them. I can't even like imagine putting myself in a bra that had underwire in it now because it just, I can feel that my body being cut off, like that flow, that lymphatic flow being cut off. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say this exactly right, but when I was really going into the depths of understanding breast cancer, one of the things that I saw was that um, wearing a bra put women at such extreme risk, an underwire bra, for cancer. And it was even higher than what smoking does for lung cancer. So I was just like, that is crazy. We're not talking about this. We're not educating women about the risk of wearing bras with underwire. And so now it's it's quite a trend, right? There's all these incredible uh, sites, stores, uh, businesses that specialize in bras without underwire. And I just love that. I mean, there's there's so many of them. So it's so easy now to get a bra that's, you know, not restrictive in that way. So my iridology is that I am a lymphatic eye. And so I'd be so curious to learn who you are. Because again, who you are will determine your potential weaknesses. So that way, if you're not living in balance, this is what's most likely to occur. All right, so the third one is in regards to our glandular type. And this one might feel a little bit more hard to uh, digest, but I still think it's really important to call attention to because once you understand the glandular types, you literally look out into the world and you're like, oh, there's an adrenal type, there's a thyroid type, there's a pineal type. And all of this helps us determine, again, why we are the way we are. So our glandular, or in other words, our endocrine system is very intricate and complex. It strives to maintain a harmonious balance called homeostasis of our delicate biochemistry. Interestingly, these glands have an enormous impact on our health, our structure, and even our personality. By using glandular typing, we can gain some insights into the physical and emotional characteristics that different body types exhibit. Stephen Horn wrote the book, The Endocrine Symphony, and I'm just going to go ahead and read this to you so you can kind of get an idea of how this plays out and why it's referred to the endocrine symphony. So first, we have the team responsible for composing this life-giving music, and that's the pineal gland, who provides the ongoing inspiration for this work, and the hypothalamus, who creates the arrangements. Now the members of the orchestra come to the stage. 
First is the string section represented by the thyroid and the parathyroid glands. Next comes the woodwind section represented by the liver and the pancreas. The brass section requires some bravado as the adrenal glands make their entrance. Adding support and emphasis to everything else, the percussion section, the ovaries, and the testes take their places. Now the soloist, the piano player, or the thymus gland, takes his prominent position at the front of the orchestra. And finally, the audiences rise in enthusiastic applause as the conductor, the pituitary gland, comes to the stage. Let the concert begin. So you are a type. You are one of these types that I just said. You are either the pineal type, the thyroid type, the adrenal type, the pancreas type, the thymus type, the pituitary type. Okay. One of these is you. And so again, the invitation is for you to go on the journey to figure out who you are. And of course, you're going to start with what I'm saying is what seems most interesting and most appealing to you. But people with a strong energy in one glandular energy is said to be that type. But I do want you to know that people can have two types, but they're going to be often dominant by a single one. So who am I? I am the thymus. Our thymus controls our immune system, right? And the thymus is the center of our ego and is also associated with self-esteem and respect. We're empathetic, we feel other people's pain, we often have difficulty severing cords, uh, we're very sensitive, but we're often quite healthy. Sometimes we have allergies, sometimes we have lymphatic problems. Isn't that interesting? Because that's also true to be said with my iridology type. We can have, um, if we are feeling down, doing the thymus tapping can be so beneficial to us. And we are, we really love those hugs and hugging is very healing to us. Also, thymuses need to be doing those affirmations. And I can tell you, I don't go a day without doing my affirmations. And so again, having this type and understanding this, who I am from this lens, I can take this even further. Knowing my thymus type tells me what flower essences are best for me, what herbs are best, what time of day it's best for me to work out. All of these things can be wrapped up in understanding what type we are, thus how we should go about making those adjustments to live our life. And um, it's just astonishing once you start to learn the glandular types, again, it's like you can just look at your family members and you just have so much information come to you in that moment when you can just see exactly who they are because it helps you just understand those personality tendencies and those eating habits, um, why they are the way they are, right? All right, so number four is metabolic types. Now, metabolic types is really working with our nervous system. And so it's saying that we have the potential to have sympathetic dominant types or parasympathetic dominant types. And when we look at these two from just a basic perspective, our sympathetic dominance, um, when we're in that, we can look at that as being in fight or flight or having that tendency. Um, and when we look at our parasympathetic dominant type, we can look at that as being in that rest and repair state. Now, 
What this is saying and why I love this so much is it helps us understand, especially in the case of dealing with chronic disease, why some people have radical healing going on a raw food diet versus why some people do way better by going on a keto diet or perhaps doing the bone broth diet, okay? All of these things that we're learning about ourselves helps us tap into radical healing when need be, but also even bigger, prevent that. And so when we understand who we are from a metabolic type, we work to feed ourselves from that type. So a sympathetic type does really well with veggies and fruit. I could even say that they might do really well in a vegetarian lifestyle, but that of course would depend on their blood type. So if you have a sympathetic type who's a blood type O, maybe not so much, but you would still want to make sure that that blood type O was getting plenty of fruits and vegetables if they were sympathetic. Now, a parasympathetic is meat, mostly fat. So they need to have this meat. And so if you have a parasympathetic type child or you are, and you are eating all raw foods, this is going to create some you know, discomfort in some way or another, whether it's emotional, energetically, mental, in some way. Now, sympathetic type people can have, you know, they can seem like they have OCD, right? Like everything has a space. They're crazy organized. Um, You know, they like things to be a certain way. Whereas parasympathetic type um, can, you know, basically wear two two mixed matching socks without thinking about it. They can have, you know, a mess around them and feel productive. They know where everything is. It doesn't bother them. They can stay up late, you know, easily and, and keep working. And again, you know, if their house is messy, it's not like it's so disruptive to them. Like they can keep showing up to things. But a sympathetic type is going to be like, I have to have my house clean, my laundry done, and then I can work. Okay. So who am I? Well, I'm a mixed type. So I can see myself in both of these. And that mixed type is a balanced type, which fits what? My blood type. So again, it's like having this awareness that I can't be too extreme in one way. I can't be all raw food and forget the fact that I need those varieties of healthy fats. I can't be all vegetarian and and forget the fact that I also need meat. And so for, um, you know, for a a sympathetic type, if you're a sympathetic, you know, doing a a paleo diet, but not embracing the fact that you need a lot of greens, again, it's going to be uncomfortable for you. And certainly in the case of if we are asked to do some radical healing, the more we're going to want to really honor who we are. In other words, really stay true to these little uh, subtleties to get the most out of our healing efforts. All right, so now let's move on to um, more of the emotional, spiritual aspects of this work of understanding who you are. And, And these next two ones we spend a lot of time with discovering this in the work of the Untethered Sister Mind. So the first one is your Enneagram. 
And this can be seen as a set of nine distinct personality types. That is, um, this is pretty popular. A lot of people know who they are. And I can tell you that this was one of the best personality type tests that I ever took. And it just really helped me understand um, when I'm in a healthy state, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and when I'm not. Okay. So who am I in the Enneagram? I am a type three. Okay. Type three is the achiever and I am a a true three. Okay. Threes are self-assured, attractive, and charming. Oh, I I love that. Right. I'm just reading from, uh, from this handout. Um, they're ambitious, they're competent, energetic, They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. They are diplomatic and poised, but can also be overly concerned with their image and what others think. That's so true. They typically have problems with workaholism. Yep. And competitiveness. Not so much competitiveness, but for sure work. At their best, they're self-accepting, authentic, everything they seem to be role models who inspire others. Their basic fear of being worthless. Their basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. Now, when I started my journey, my transformation journey, a huge, huge, huge part of that was having this realization that a subconscious limiting belief that I carried and I had been carrying all my life was this identity of not being good enough. And something that I really had to work through was trusting that I was enough, which meant every time I put myself out there, I felt like a fraud because at the end, because the reason why I felt like a fraud, because I really didn't think I was good enough to do it. And so I had so many triggering uh, instances along the way where people made me feel small. And I was like, I don't want to feel small, but really the reason why they're making me feel small is just because I didn't feel good enough. And so when I understood my personality from the Enneagram, I was like, this just resonates with me so big. So let's go on. Uh, We have named the personality type three, the achiever, because when they are healthy, threes really can do and achieve great things in the world. They are the stars of the human nature, and people often look up to them because of their graciousness and personal personal accomplishments. Healthy threes know how good it feels to develop themselves and contribute their abilities to the world, and also enjoy motivating others to do greater personal achievements than others thought they were capable of. Healthy threes embody the best in culture, and others are able to see their hopes and dreams mirrored in them. Like this just gives me full body chills. Why? Because it feels like I am in a healthy place. Now I haven't always been able to say that, but it feels now that I am in a healthy place and I'm also in alignment. I am doing this work that allows me to be in a position to help others see their hopes and dreams mirrored in them by the teachings of this work, right? So Healthy levels of a three. We could go on and on about a three, but really this is just to give you a taste of who I am to inspire you to go look for who you are. So at their best, like when I am at my best, I am self-accepting, interdirected, and authentic. Everything they seem to be. Modest and charitable, 
<clears throat> have a have a healthy sense of humor, a fullness of heart. At a level two, I am self-assured, energetic, competent with high self-esteem. You believe in yourselves and they own their value. Adaptable, desirable, and gracious. At a level three in a healthy state is ambitious to improve themselves to be the best that they can be, often become outstanding, a human ideal, um, highly affected. Others are motivated to be like them in some positive positive way. Now I can say that there are also what this this whole scale of levels helps me so much because I want to be in a healthy level. And so when I look at the unhealthy levels uh, of a three, such as fearing failure and humiliation, um, you know, becoming vindictive, attempting to ruin others' happiness, like I can see so many times where I've tapped into this along my journey, but I can also see that I am working in a healthy level in this present moment. And so this really helps me have this gauge of being like, where am I on this journey, right? Like, am I working in the healthy place or am I working in some of these unhealthy places? And if I am, then that's such an invitation for me to do some healing, right? That's an invitation for me to look at that shadow self and and alchemize it, change it. Because I know where I'm supposed to be. Now, just a small example of this. The other day, somebody asked me, how many downloads have you got for your podcast? And I said, I have no idea. It didn't even occur to me to care. And I thought, holy, that is such growth. Because there was a a time not that long ago where I wanted to know how many people read my email or how many Facebook likes I got or, you know, how many new people signed up for an offer And now that feels so, that doesn't even feel significant to me because I am being asked to do something and I'm showing up to that. And that's what is relevant. That's what matters. It doesn't matter necessarily if that's a thousand people or if it's one person that that resonated with. And that feels so big to me. That feels like such growth to me to not be concerned or worried about um, you know, the downloads, right? And instead be attached to the why and to be attached to the message and trusting that it's enough, right? So I just, it just really helps me see like when I start to tap into um, unhealthy patterns because any of those unhealthy patterns are invitations for us to heal. All right, and then there's so much that you can learn about this, but even just going to the Institute.com, you can be, um, you can take a quiz and then you can dive deep into who you are from this place. And again, this is one of the best personality tests I've ever taken because it actually allows, it gives some guidance, right? It gives that structure to our lives in the sense of, okay, this is why I am how I am. This is when I'm in an unhealthy place. And this is when I'm in a really healthy place. Okay, so our last one is my fave. (laughs) This is numerology. And this is something that, um, you know, is just really significant on the journey of Untethered because this helps us understand our life purpose. So I am a seven. 
Individuals working seven as their life purpose are here to trust the light or the spirit within them, in others, and in the process of their lives so that they feel safe enough to open up and share their inner beauty with the world. For sevens, trust becomes profound faith in themselves, in others, and in the universe, a faith stemming from direct knowledge, not just belief, that spirit is working in as in each of us. The realization brings a deep sense of relaxation and ease. It releases fear and in the fear's place becomes a spiritual sense of communion with life. When sevens come to trust their feelings, thoughts, instincts, and intuitions, to trust the spirit working through them and everyone else, then even as they continue to evolve and stumble and learn over time, they open up to the point of becoming transparent to a spiritual sense of love, wisdom, and justice operating within themselves and everyone else. This doesn't mean that they naively allow themselves to be exploited by others. Rather, it means that they let their light shine outward instead of hoarding or protecting it. In this way, they become insightful guides for others. Now, my archetype is to like the highest <laughs> um, place that I can go in my archetype is to be a guide. And that resonates so big with me. So when I learned that I was a seven, it put things in such great perspective to me that this journey that I am on is a spiritual one. Now, my husband and my son are both eights, which means they are here for success and abundance. And this can look very different, right? So just a a silly example But when I would, let's say, spend money on, you know, spiritual activities, my husband didn't get that right at first. And so understanding, okay, we're wired very differently. How can I bridge this by understanding who he is and on this journey and who I am on this journey and have these conversations where it makes sense. And that's just been so huge for me. Um, And the other thing is on this journey as a seven, What I have found myself doing is I would go like jump from one coach to one coach to one course to the next course to this book to that book, like constantly seeking for answers. And it was when I had this major aha moment that I was like, I, the only time that I'm going to be at peace is when I start turning inward to become my own expert of my truth, of my body, of my life. So yes, all of this stuff that I'm taking in is relevant, but only when I run that through my own personal truth filter. Who am I? And then also recognizing, you know, there was a time that I was like, can I be both? Can I be a naturopath practitioner and work with people on parasites and then simultaneously help people uh, understand um, that they are co-creators in this world, right? Like, can I do both? Can I do untethered and can I teach fiercely empowered mama? And it was so conflicting because it felt like I couldn't do both. But then when I recognize that I am a seven, which means that the highest calling and the highest offering is the work of untethered, I knew that that had to stay. And there was a way for me to be both, to do both, because it is me. It's all relative. And so having this understanding of ourselves just helps us have that freedom in the sense of showing up to the task 
and the calling that we are receiving helps us make sense of who we are, but from a deeper level of understanding the actual path that we're on and the assignment uh, in the greater aspect of life, right? It kind of gets us out of the way and says, look, you signed up for this journey as a working seven. This is a spiritual journey. You are here to evolve and you're here to give back this work to others. But first you have to learn to go inward and you have to learn to trust yourself. So you can learn who you are um, in terms of your numerology and your life path by going to the peacefulwarrior.com slash life life purpose calculator. Actually, just search for that. (laughs) That'll be easier. So search for peaceful warrior life purpose calculator. So this is me, and this is just a taste of who I am, right? There's other aspects. There's so many things that we could talk about. Flower essence constitution, our love languages, the human design, the gene keys. There's so many beautiful and brilliant ways for us to discover our nature. Uh, Astrology, right? Um, But this this is a really great taste of this work. And again, the whole point of this is for you to take this in and for you to allow whatever it is that you feel pulled to explore, to trust that and go explore that one, whether it's a blood type, a glandular type, or you jump right to your numerology. So who are you? What are you most interested in learning about yourself first? I would so love to hear from you what you already know about yourself and what you're working to explore And just join the conversation in the private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Or of course, you could uh, just, you know, share it on uh, Instagram or however you feel pulled to do so. But all of these opportunities, and again, like I said, there's so much more, simply help you tune in that you get to be the driver of your own life, that you are the expert. And these tools simply help you to empower you and give you that knowledge to tap in to who you really are and who you are on that in the sense of wisdom, right? To allow you to really go within and and say, what is true for me? Okay, so one last thing before you go, I want to remind you of this incredible opportunity that we have We know that we are living in chaotic times, and yet I want to remind you that the law of nature uh, supports all life coming into balance, and we have such tremendous opportunities to come into greater balance and to live in greater heart consciousness. Inner disharmony is something that Dr. Bach understood as the true origin of emotional and physical disease. Coming into the right relationship with ourselves includes how we are in relationship with our environment. And these plant and vibrational medicines are the oldest forms of healing on our planet, connected to much ancient wisdom that is so crucial for us to remember now. So please, 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 if you're feeling stuck with negative thoughts or the emotions that you're feeling about what's happening in the world are just heavy, please know that we have remedies to help you shift through these layers. And it's so important right now that you do the work to raise the vibration of the planet and go within to clear and heal during this time. Because what you do for yourself amplifies the work for the collective. So again, for a limited time, 
you can place an order using the link in the show notes for a custom flower blend. And we've expanded our line to include the original back flowers and those beyond the block, which just helps us make that perfect blend just for you and the season of life. The flower essences work to flood our body with positive virtues, which help us shift quickly out of the negativity. And I so promise that it'll help you feel in a more harmonious state. All right, I can't wait to hear what part of this message resonated with you most. So much love to you. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth and fiercely awake.